Ah, yes. Good morning, MLB Morning Coffee listeners. This is the host, Greg Mraz. We're keeping it short this morning. A lot of people don't listen on Saturdays. And look, I got to tell you, I wanted to do a full recap just exactly like we had done. If either of the two teams, the Rays or the Braves, had clinched a World Series appearance last night, we would have done that. That did not happen, and quite frankly, I was just too upset about the results of those games in order to actually do a real show. I have not been shy on this platform about my distaste and disgust for the Houston Astros. I am from San Francisco, so I automatically do not like the Dodgers. An Astros-Dodgers World Series would probably make me shower in battery acid. I know I had put out on Twitter if I had to watch a Yankees-Astros ALCS that I would have showered in battery acid, but I actually may go get the battery acid this time and shower in it if so happens that we have a Dodgers and Rays World Series. I want to go first to the Rays and the Astros because Tampa got up one to nothing on a Willie Adamas double in the bottom of the second. Blake Snell did not have very good control. Uh, He walked four guys in the game. Tampa Bay walked nine as a staff. So to recap the fifth inning, this is where Houston took the lead. Tampa was up 1-0. Yuri Gurriel walked to lead off the inning. Then Oledmus Diaz singled to move Gurriel to second. Then Kevin Cash brings in Diego Castillo. Martin Maldonado sacrifices both runners into scoring position, and then George Springer singles both home. Jose Altuve then doubles Springer home. That makes it 3-1 Astros. Then Michael Brantley walks and Carlos Correa with an RBI single. And even though Tampa Bay did get some runs later in the ballgame, Houston got a Kyle Tucker homer in the sixth and then a two-run seventh inning with a Michael Brantley single and a Kyle Tucker sacrifice fly. Manuel Margot hit two home runs late in the game, a solo shot in the seventh and a two-run shot in the eighth, but that was all Tampa could muster. They only had six hits. Houston had 11. Framber Valdez got the win as he allowed one run on three hits in six innings. He walked three, struck out nine. Blake Snell, the loss, he allows two runs on three hits in four innings, four walks. He struck out for him. Diego Castillo came in to pitch in the fifth inning, and he was used as the stopper. That's why Kevin Cash brought him in in that situation. It was basically Cash saying, I'm bringing him in to get out of this situation. If he doesn't, I'm going to pull him. And he finished the inning, but he did allow two of his own runs, one of them being earned. So Castillo will be available today if they need him. They pitched McClanahan, Shane McClanahan, Jose Alvarado, Aaron Loop, who only threw 11 pitches, and then John Curtis, who only threw eight pitches to finish the ball game. So Tampa Bay, for today's game, is going to have Castillo available for sure, Peter Fairbanks available for sure, probably John Curtis, probably Aaron Loop, probably Nick Anderson, and assume that if they need him, they could bring Tyler Glasnow out of the bullpen to throw two innings on what would be his bullpen day. Assume that you could probably use Ryan Yarbrough as well. The World Series isn't going to start until Tuesday, so you're going to have at least two days off, so why not throw Glasnow in a bullpen game? Why not give him the opportunity to be a weapon and eat potentially an inning or an inning and a third if they need him. Houston, meanwhile, used Ryan Presley again. They used Christian Javier again. Framber Valdez, obviously six innings. That was what they were looking for from him. 
Top of the Houston lineup was great in yesterday's game. George Springer won for four with two RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Jose Altuve goes two for three with an RBI, two walks, and two runs scored. Michael Brantley, two for four with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Carlos Correa, three for five with an RBI. Kyle Tucker had a good day as he goes one for three with two RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Aledmus Diaz goes two for three with a run scored. Houston is trying to become the first team since the 2004 Boston Red Sox and the only team other than that 2004 Boston Red Sox club to come back from a 3-0 series deficit to advance to the World Series. Even in this weird year, this is the third straight season, or rather fourth straight season, I should say, that the Astros are in the American League Championship Series. They won in seven games last year against the Yankees. I don't remember what the series results were in 2018 and 2017. It'll be Lance McCullers today for Houston, Charlie Morton for Tampa Bay. So a former Astro against a current Astro. And that leads into our statistical tweets from Sarah Langs. Lance McCullers and Charlie Morton both pitched in the 2017 ALCS and World Series Game 7 for Houston. So there was a Game 7 in 2017. Yes, they did play the Yankees that year. So as far as I'm concerned, the Astros have played in three Game 7s of their four ALCSs. They won the previous two. But because they're squaring up against each other, they're the first duo in postseason history to pitch in the same winner-take-all game as teammates and later start against each other in a winner-take-all game. That's very specific. A couple of more good stats from Sarah. Charlie Morton has three wins in winner-take-all postseason games. That's the most in postseason history. And also worth noting that Framber Valdez had 15 swing and misses on his curveball tonight, the most by a pitcher in a postseason game in the pitch-tracking era which is since 2008. And if the Astros win the series, it'd be the largest upset by a regular season winning percentage difference in postseason history at 18.4%. 18.4%. And this is the craziness of 2020 and why the postseason should not be expanded to eight teams. It's the second largest win differential percentage in a postseason series in playoff history behind only... This year's wildcard series between the Dodgers and the Brewers, which was 23.4%, the Brewers and the Astros, the only two teams in the playoffs to make it with records under 500. And yes, the Astros could, in theory, win the World Series in a year where they finish under 500. Oh my gosh, it's just unreal. And unreal sad, and I cry because of it. So, Dodgers, Braves... Braves had a chance to win it all. They got up 2-0 early, a run in the first and a run in the second, a Travis Darno sacrifice fly and a Christian Pache single. Then Corey Seager hit a solo homer in the top of the fourth inning. And in the top of the sixth, Will Smith hit a three-run homer to take a 4-2 lead against Will Smith. Yes, Will Smith homered off of Will Smith. And I'm sure that everybody is getting jiggy with it. And there might be parties in Miami and any other Will Smith rap song that you can think of. I Maybe Will Smith, the Dodgers catcher, can say that he's the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air now because, uh, well, he lives in L.A. and Bel-Air is in L.A. I'm just going off on a total side tangent. So Dodgers also scored three runs in the top of the seventh inning. Blake Trinan got the win out of the bullpen with two scoreless innings. Will Smith of the left-handed pitching variety took the loss. 
Third of an inning for him. Two runs on one hit, one walk, and no strikeouts. A.J. Minter got the start for Atlanta. He was used in a bullpenning situation, although he did go three innings. Max Fried is going to get the ball today for Atlanta, so he will go on full rest. For the Dodgers, it is going to be Walker Bueller getting the ball on full rest as well. So you're going to have a rematch of Game 1, which went to Max Fried. I think this matchup favors Atlanta. Corey Seager has hit four homers this postseason. That's the most ever by a shortstop in a single postseason, so that's a really good stat. Dustin May was the opener for the Dodgers, so it looks like they're not going to use him in a traditional starter's role. Corey Seager had two homers in this game, I should note, as he had three RBI. He has been really good. I mean, Corey Seager has been really good in this series. One of the reasons why the Dodgers are still in it, so... L.A. and Atlanta, they're going to get started early today. That'll be at 438 Eastern, 138 Pacific. Astros and Rays will get going at 537 Pacific, 837 Eastern time in San Diego. I'm glad that they got that right, and they're actually going to put the game on the West Coast later instead of earlier. Major League Baseball has really screwed that up. But they're not asking me for my opinion on anything. Yes, I know. I'm not expected to have my opinion have any merit here, but I'm just going to say point blank that they're screwing some things up. Let's just put it that way. Finally, I want to give a shout-out to a man named Tim Cantor who lives in a high-rise apartment complex beyond the right center field wall at Petco Park who bought a megaphone that is so loud that it can be heard at home plate and in a year where there are no fans – He is calling out the Astros for being cheaters using his megaphone. They can hear him. He is being snarky. He is calling them all cheaters and calling them out on their fraudulent activity. There's a story about it in the Chicago Tribune. I think it's been published in a couple of other papers. But shout out to you, Tim Cantor, for doing what all of us baseball fans want to do. Thank you for being a true patriot to the baseball community. That's it. That's all. Enjoy the baseball today. We'll have full recaps tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody.